Coming up on Studios America, we all know inflation is horrible right now, but could it possibly mean the collapse of our entire economic system? Glenn Beck is here to tell us all of his thoughts on that one. Justice Stephen Breyer has announced his retirement from the Supreme Court. We'll talk about the next steps in replacing him. And do you have things that you care about in this country? You do. Well, guess what? Joe Biden and his party do not care about those things. We've got uh, a lot of stuff they do care about, their own agenda. You can just take your opinions and, I don't know, go to Canada or something. Let's do the Democratic Disconnect. Stu does America. Well, yet another big day of news today as Stephen Breyer has announced his retirement from the Supreme Court. Wow, those are... That's an, it's an interesting time, isn't it? Seems like every day there's some huge thing like this. Stephen Breyer, of course, 83 years old. Uh, they've been pressuring Breyer to step down for a while because the Democrats have control of the Senate. Thanks, Georgia. Uh, they have to control the Senate so they can get somebody through. And they do not want Breyer to, uh, God forbid, fat, pass away in a time where maybe the Republicans hold the Senate coming up soon. Um, so... They want Breyer to step down. He's agreeing to that and he will go away soon so the Democrats can name someone. And they are I want you to remember this. They're going to remain completely consistent here. The Democrats will not even nominate someone because they don't want to do that in election year. You know, they want to wait till after the election, just like they said last time when the Amy Coney Barrett thing happened. They said, no, no, no. We absolutely would never do that in an election year. That's going to hold up. I promise you there's going to be no hypocrisy involved whatsoever in that statement. Um, Now, look, they should be able to name someone. They are in control. I'm going to be consistent on this. I'm sure you're going to be consistent on this. If they have the Senate, uh, they can move on and try to put someone through. Will they get through? There will be a lot of talk about people like Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin stepping up to stop this, but they're not going to. I mean, they're going to get this person through, and there's very little anyone can do about it on the right. What you would probably expect is someone in the mold of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, honestly, to be pulled, uh, a younger Ruth Bader Ginsburg, to be put onto the court. They're going to look at this and say, it's already a conservative court. We need to get the, we can go for whoever we want this time. And unfortunately, thanks, Georgia, they're going to get that person through. Um, And uh, that's the way that's going to work right now. And there's going to be very little Republicans can do to stop it. Um, I will say we have to limit the field quite a bit as to who they can pick. Yes, they're going to pick someone liberal, but they can't pick the best candidate. Now, it's possible they could find the best candidate and Joe Biden can name them, but he's already promised to pick from a much smaller group than the entire country. So he's eliminating I mean, you figure about 96 percent of the population right off the bat because he promised to name a liberal black woman. So no men will be considered. No Hispanics will be considered. No Asians will be considered. No white people will be considered. Only uh, African-American woman will be considered for the Supreme Court. So, look, there are very many qualified African-American women who could probably do this job. Um, There's been some that have been thrown around in the media. We'll get into that in coming weeks. Um, But the bottom line is you can't say that you're getting the best overall candidate when you eliminate 96 percent of the population. And I come to that number. Well, you know, African-Americans are about 12 percent. About half of that is six. Some people wouldn't qualify due to age. I mean, it's probably more like 98 percent. And that's your starting point. But what are you going to do? This is uh, what the the this is the Joe Biden presidency. It's a bunch of signaling and nonsense and incompetence. And you're going to get that, of course, uh, here as well. But I want to go into why you saw this move today. 
this move is is a, is a big one, and it's, a, it's somewhat stunning. I mean, Breyer's been a loyal liberal. Uh, he has uh, he's always on what I would call the wrong side of every issue. Uh, so this is someone you'd think the Democrats would really like, would want them to stay in power as long as possible. But there's a reason here, and I want to get into that today. Uh, there's a new poll out from the uh, Fox News, and people will say, oh, Fox News polls, they're right wing. Their, their polling is not right wing. I think a lot of conservatives uh, get frustrated with their polling, frankly. But they're a well-respected scientific polling outfit. And they went and asked in the uh, field and said, hey, what is your biggest concern right now? What's your biggest concern? And they came out with this. Uh, this is a Fox News poll. They went over a bunch of different topics. And let me give you uh, some of them here. The number one concern in the entire poll was inflation and higher prices. 85% of people. You'll note that's higher than the uh, population of Republicans. Right. This is basically everybody. Eighty five percent of people say they, inflation and higher prices is the number one issue. So what has been the answer from the Biden administration on inflation and higher prices? Well, they've had two answers. Number one, get over it. It's transitory. It's going away soon. Don't 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 worry about it. it won't be a big deal. People didn't buy that for a long time. Number two was build back better. They're going to come to you and spend multiple trillions of dollars to fight inflation. Now, of course, when you look at the bill, there's very little in there that would do anything like fighting inflation. These are just a laundry, this is just a laundry list of all things that Democrats have wanted since the beginning of time, and they want to spend your money to do them. Uh, But they just saw the biggest problem was inflation, so started making the argument publicly that it would fight inflation. It will not fight inflation, despite what uh, former Obama e- economists are telling you. Uh, it's not going to happen. Obviously, we all know that when you dump a bunch of money into the system and you print and print and print and spend and spend and spend, that will give you inflation. There are other causes as well this time. But if you want to take this transitory inflation and extend it into forever inflation, what you do is spend multiple trillions of dollars on things we don't need every few months. And that has been the answer to the number one concern of voters all across the spectrum. Inflation, higher prices, their answer has been to say, number one, you're wrong. The numbers you're seeing go up aren't real numbers. They're going to go away soon, I promise you. And number two, we'll spend our way out of the inflation problem. So that's the number one thing that people are concerned about. The number two thing that people are concerned about is higher crime rates across the country. Now, again, these are the types of issues. By the way, it's 81% of people are concerned about that. It's not a BS issue. It's not people targeting minorities. It's not um, pro-police propaganda. It's that people are noticing a lot more crime and they don't like it. And these two top problems in particular are issues you can't spin your way out of. You know, you can't say you can't spin your way out of inflation by calling it transitory because people look at the prices and they notice. There's a stat today that people are spending something like $60 more per week on groceries, just on groceries. That's got to be hitting you. It's hitting everybody. And so you can't spin your way out of it. You can't say, actually, um, that's Republican spin. You're paying the same amount you used to pay. People know. Right. The same thing happens with crime. People understand the crime issue when they happen to know someone who has been the victim of a crime. When they see I mean, I've been in stores. My wife was in a makeup store where people walked in five or six people walked in with giant plastic bags and filled them up 
with with makeup and then just walked out the front door as if it was their right to do it. And people are seeing this all over the country. It feels like civilization is crumbling when this stuff happens. And people realize it's really happening because they see it with their own eyes. You can't spin your way out of it. You can't say, actually, no, this isn't happening because they know that it is. That's why 81 percent of people are uh, are looking at this as a top problem. And it is a top problem. What has the Democratic response been on this? Well, the Democratic response has been largely to embrace some version of defund the police. They spent, while everyone was noticing the crime going crazy in summer of 2020, they said, we shouldn't have police anymore. That was their answer. Well, what the hell do you think voters are going to do to you? They're going to look at this and say, this is nuts. I don't want this party in control. They're crazy. And they are. Okay. Now, Joe Biden gets uh, a pass from the media because he doesn't outwardly advocate a full defunding of the police, but he does outwardly advocate all sorts of bizarre changes and cuts to funding and constant complaining about how police are racist. It's all in, in, it's in the same package there. So you see leaders of the Democratic Party like AOC saying basically defund the police. And then you see the the, the sane part of the Democratic Party just saying, well, let's cut the funding and let's put a lot more, um, you know, um, uh, psychological workers out to these uh, disputes. And that should probably solve the problem. Everybody knows that's nonsense. Even the Democrats used to know it was nonsense. The Democrats, the Black Caucus, fought for the crime bill in the 90s because they thought it was nonsense back then. Well, things change and the Democratic Party has moved far, far to the left from that uh, time. And people inherently know getting rid of police in the middle of a crime wave is not a good idea. Claire Lehman uh, tweeted this. This is an excerpt from the book, The Blank Slate. And let me just give this to you real quick, because this is this shows we're not to this point yet, but this shows the road and people don't want this road. Uh, The author writes, as a young teenager in proudly peaceable Canada during the romantic 1960s, I was a true believer in anarchism. I laughed off my parents' argument that if the government ever laid down its arms, all hell would break loose. Our competing predictions were put to the test at 8 a.m. on October 17, 1969, when the Montreal police went on strike. By 11.20 a.m., the first bank was robbed. By noon, most downtown stores had closed because of looting. Within a few more hours, taxi drivers burned down the garage of a limousine service that had competed with them for airport customers. A rooftop sniper killed a police officer. Rioters broke into several hotels uh, and restaurants, and a doctor slew a burglar in a suburban home. By the end of the day, six banks had been robbed. A hundred shops had been looted. Twelve fires had been set. Forty carloads of storefront glass had been broken. And three million dollars in property damage had been inflicted before city authorities had to call in, uh, uh, call in the army and, of course, the Mounties to restore order. This decisive empirical test left my politics in tatters and often offered a foretaste of life as a scientist. That's what happens when you pull out police and they don't prosecute crimes. You may have, if you didn't want to read this book, you could also just watch The Purge. These are not good policies. You don't want these things in your community. And it's not just Republicans. It's not just independents. It's also Democrats who don't like this crap. So the, the number one and number two issues that voters care about have been responded to by the Biden administration, as we just discussed. This is not good for them. Then there's political divisions in the country. Has Biden helped that or has he inflamed it? Do I even need to give you evidence on this one? 
the coronavirus pandemic. He was supposed to shut it down. He was going to shut down the virus. Instead, we're at our highest levels of cases, at least, though I uh, would argue that uh, we're getting toward the end of this, I hope. Um, There have been some things that have improved, but even the things that he would say have improved them were developed during the Trump administration. Then you have uh, North Korea conducting missile tests. Do you trust this president with his stance on foreign affairs? Same thing goes for the next one. 62% say the, uh, the situation between Russia and Ukraine is a very important issue. How do you think Biden's been handling that one? I mean, he's telling them they can have minor incursions. It's probably going to be OK. He's been a complete and utter catastrophe on this issue. Migrants at the southern border. People don't realize this, but when you ask voters what are the, what's the worst performing part of the Biden presidency, a lot of times it pops up as the border. We are at an all time high for decades and decades and decades, at least, uh, when you're talking about migrants crossing the border. Remember when it was in the news for a while and everyone was talking about the border? We're crushing those numbers now. It's gotten much worse, not better, worse. And the last two, voter suppression and voter fraud. Now, here are two things that they actually have focused on. Voter suppression and voter fraud, which is an incredible thing. First of all, uh, it's the lowest on this list at 58 and 53 percent. So it's not top of the mind for an average voter. Yet they've spent incredible amounts of political capital trying to force through a ridiculous nationalization of elections that nobody wants. His own party doesn't even want. And uh, they they spent capital on that and, and failed miserably, as you may have remembered from a few weeks ago. When you look at those numbers, 58 and 53 percent, large chunks of those numbers are actually Republicans who are upset about the 2020 election and other voter fraud uh, related issues. Um, And, you know, what have they done? Well, they've done the exact opposite. They've inflamed those people and then failed to their own base. This is, again, complete and utter catastrophe. Nate Cohn of The New York Times tweeted this uh, this story the other day. Biden was supposed to be FDR. Instead, he's following the playbook of the last half century of politically unsuccessful Democratic presidencies from LBJ to Clinton to Obama. The result, only 33 percent say he's focused on the issues they care about. When we just outlined this, it's exactly true. I'm not surprised by the replies. Of course, of course, he tweeted this and everyone got mad at him on the left. Um, But I'll leave this for you to mull. The last three Democratic presidencies came into office pushed big transformative legislative initiatives, found themselves at 45% approval after just a year. There may be a political problem with this strategy. This explains the news today. Why is Stephen Breyer stepping down? He's stepping down because they're telling you they know they're toast when this election comes. They know not only the House, which is almost a foregone conclusion at this point, They know the House is gone, but they also know the Senate is gone. They when they have 50 votes in the Senate, they need to push through some crazy liberal to try to uh, get across the finish line here, to limp across the finish line and get something done other than a couple of spending proposals. They want to make sure they lock in a Stephen Breyer that's much, much younger for much, much longer. Because they know if they wait until January and God forbid something happens to Breyer or somebody else, they're not going to be able to replace them because the Republicans are going to have control of the Senate. They look at these numbers. They know the truth. Jen Psaki may say they think things are going well, but they know they're not. It's not just us that knows that. They know it, too. They're 
terrified about what it means. And they know if they get past uh, November and then into January, they will not be able to get a Supreme Court justice through that they want. So they know they better act right this second. They know they are totally disconnected to the average voter. They know that they've failed and they know they will not be able to get uh, uh, anyone even close to Stephen Breyer through if they wait too long. That is why Stephen Breyer is stepping down today. And this election should be the greatest opportunity for Republicans in a very, very long time. They should be recruiting good candidates in even blue states this time. This is the time to go after Oregon. This is the time to go after New Hampshire. This is the time to go after states that you didn't think you really had a chance to win last time. This environment could provide a massive advantage for Republicans uh, in this coming election in both the House and the Senate. That would relate to blocking a lot of the crap that Biden wants to do. And it could relate to good long term changes if they're able to get over a couple of significant hurdles. What is standing in the way? The only thing standing in the way of this is the Republicans and Republicans have been known to screw things up. So as long as they are able to avoid an absolute self-inflicted cluster of an election, Republicans should be able to step in and actually maybe not do that much good, but at least stop a lot of bad. Tons of people are using CBD to treat a health condition or just because they like it. And uh, there's one poll that shows 90% of doctors say that their patients have used CBD to try to treat a health condition. When 9 out of 10 patients use it, it kind of speaks volumes about how safe and effective it can be and how much people really like it. Uh, Let me tell you about CBDistillery.com. With over 2 million customers and counting, CB Distillery is the source to trust. Do you have sleeping problems? Uh, When they were surveyed, 90% of CB Distillery to customers Customers said that they sleep better with CBD, nagging discomfort. Uh, the same survey said 80% of their customers found that CBD helped them. Go to cbdistillery.com where, uh, where you order online. No prescription is required. You can enter SDA for Studios America, SDA for 20% off. Again, the code is SDA for 20% off at cbdistillery.com. It's cbdistillery.com, not available in Idaho. Iowa, and South Dakota. CBDistillery.com. Joining me once again, Glenn Beck. His newest special airs at 9 p.m. Eastern right after this stupid show. Tonight, it's Inflation Nation, Why America is Hurtling Toward Economic Collapse, which is the least surprising show title in history from Glenn Beck. Well, what's really scary (laughs) is I think you would agree with me now. Yeah. I mean, I might be right on timing this time. I hope I'm not. I hope to God I'm not. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, you'll point out a stat that no one knows, like behind the scenes, digging into the numbers. This oh. is just like everyone sees it on the shelves of their grocery stores. Oh, my gosh. And Stu, wait until you wait until you see what they've actually done, not what they've told us through FOIA request. We have something that they have classified for 10 years. It just came available and open. We got it. It's staggering, staggering what these people have done. And this gets revealed on tonight's on tonight's broadcast program. Mm -hmm. All right. um, Let me start before we get into your show tonight on Stephen Breyer. 
He's mm. uh, stepping down. Mm-hmm. Liberal of the court, mm-hmm. uh, going into a liberal life. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. uh, going into retirement. Yeah. Uh, what is your reaction to it? Uh, that is yet proof positive that the Democrats know they may not control the House or the Senate for a very long time. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. They, I mean, they went to him and like, Stephen, Stephen. We may not ever get the House and the Senate back again. Could you help us out, retire right now? Well, and it's the opposite. They wanted. They asked Ruth Bader Ginsburg about that many times, and then mm-hmm. you know she passed away at the wrong time for them. Yep. They couldn't use her to her death to their advantage. Correct. And they didn't want that to happen again. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a big deal. All right. Um, so, but when we look at the, uh, we, we talked about this poll uh, a little bit on radio and on this program, where they talk about the highest priorities of the American people. And, you know, you see things you'd expect on there. COVID was like fourth or fifth on the list. You know, Russia, Ukraine was down there. Way up at the top, though, inflation. Yeah. Yeah, because that actually affects people every (laughs) single day. Mm -hmm. You're paying, uh, what is it, $60 more a month? uh, Sorry, $60 more a week every week, the average person, just at the grocery store. Wow. I mean, that's, you know, 240 bucks a month. For the same stuff, if you can find it, that's not good. Um, uh, And yet nobody will explain it. Nobody will. Gosh, you know, we just have to have the Build Back Better bill pass and then inflation. Then inflation what? Mm. Then you'll spend more money and inflation will what? Let me give you a, a little preview of tonight. Yeah. They told us TARP that they gave out to the big banks and everything. Um. Five trillion dollars. They printed five trillion dollars. That's that's what they said. What would you say if I said that number was eight trillion? Uh, Three trillion dollars is a big deal to me. So I would be a little. uh, How about if I told you it was ten trillion (laughs) dollars? Double what they said it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, How about if I said it's much more than that? And in fact, five trillion dollars is just what we gave to the Bank of Japan. How about that? The Bank of Japan. Bank of Japan. Wait until you see what they really did. You cannot trust these people with inflation. You cannot trust them with our money. They are enriching themselves and all of the central banks and the big bankers all around the world with our dollars. As we're paying more, they don't give a flying crap because they can fly in their private jets. It was, what, $1.5 billion a day, the, the upper, up, 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 you know, the big CEOs and everything else. The wealth of those guys like Bill Gates grew by a billion and a half a day in the last year. Meanwhile, you're doing what at the grocery store? What are you paying for gas? So wait, so we're sending <laughs> trillions of dollars to trillions. Japan, and this is not oh, this no, is no, not COVID. This no, is no, 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 pre-COVID. This is, this is between 2008 and mm-hmm. 2010. And so for and what? By to the way, prop up the global economy. Global economy, and Japan's the begin. Just scratching the surface, Stu. Oh, wait yeah. until you see it. And can you imagine the difference between 2008 and COVID? And it had oh to be my worse. gosh! Right now, we already know about seven or eight trillion just the, in the United Correct. States. Correct. Imagine. Imagine what it actually is right now. 
We are supposed to find out they have a two-year moratorium on it, but that's what they did in, in 2010. They said, we'll release it in 2012, and then the Fed convinced uh, the Obama administration that should be sealed for 10 years. That's why we're just finding out about it today. Hmm. I think that there's a different category of issues that are facing Biden and his attempt to keep power. Uh, than a lot of other presidents. Like, we talk about these issues a lot, and they're important to people, but they don't always smack everybody in the face. You know what I mean? This is like, inflation smacks you in the face. Crime smacks you in the face. Uh, His failures on COVID smack a lot of people in the face. Mm -hmm. How do you, you can't spin your way out of problems like this. No, he has far too many problems to get out of this right now. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's long. I don't know what they're planning. I don't know how long. I mean, just with Peter Schweizer's book that came out today, Mm -hmm. we talked about it on the radio program. Next week, I'm doing a whole special with Peter and a chalkboard. The stuff that is happening uh, in corruption alone in Washington with China is enough for this guy to go to jail, literally go to jail, let alone he's meeting with, what is it, 20 of the biggest CEOs of our global corporations today at Mm -hmm. the White House, they're all in line with the Great Reset, and they're all there to do a big ad for Build Back Better, because he says, this is how we solve the problems. Well, no, Build Back Better does Mm. not solve inflation. It allows the government to control you and your spending and corporations. It becomes codified fascism. Absolutely incredible. So I had this this repeating conversation with my wife. Now, my wife, you know, Lisa, she doesn't follow politics like to the level of, you know, obsessively. I mean, she watches a lot of uh, Fox. She'll listen to podcasts, but she's not like obsessed with politics. Um, And every once in a while, one of these stories happens. And we have this repeating conversation where she says, how can this guy remain in office? How can this continue? How can they leave him in there? And, I, you know, we walk through the, the impeachment process and how it's never going to happen, and certainly now without any control. But, like, is there, like, it doesn't seem like the Democratic Party is going to want to sit by and let this entire thing disintegrate until they have no power or influence whatsoever. There's got to be something else they're going to try. I think he goes away before the uh, next election, because if the Republicans sweep, there is one thing I can guarantee they will do investigations and hearings, mm. and this guy will be impeached and removed. It will happen. The things that he has done, we, we are, I mean, I, I talked to somebody who gave me no details yesterday, unfortunately, but he just walked out of a, uh, a, a briefing for both Republicans and, and Democrats, um, and it was on the things that are happening now um, financially and also globally, militarily. He said, Glenn, I can't tell you anything. He said, but I will tell you this. All of us, Republicans and Democrats, went, we're committing suicide. We, we are mm. watching it bleed out. Yeah, the, everything that we have, the worst things that we have suspected are happening. And what's amazing, Stu, you know me, I'm, how many times am I ultra clear oh, yeah. on things. Yeah, you're in that, uh, that frame of mind right, right now. And that hasn't happened for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that comes from just 
things catching up with me and then all of a sudden just locking in and I'm like, that's it. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you right now, I am uber clear. I can explain everything that's happening in the news. And if people don't wake up to the Great Reset and start standing up, you've got to stand up to your credit card companies. You've got to stand up to your banks. You've got to get Congress on the phone. You've got to make sure that people who are going to Congress or the Senate next time understand and will fight the Great Reset and are not part of it. You've mainly focused uh, your attention on the financial companies when it comes to this. Why is it the key? Because the financial companies are the ones that are going to give the loans. There was a story out today about 50 trillion to 50 trillion dollars of investment money. Okay, that's all ESG. That means think of that. That's every dollar in the world. Mm. Okay, that is uh, um, that is, I think, more than what Americans make and spend in a year for everything. Okay, Um, they have funds now that are $50 trillion. So if those funds say, you know what, you gotta, you gotta be telling people like Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola's telling people, white people, be less white, and they're also doing things for the environment, and they've got good governance. I mean, they're part of this plan, this, public part, this public-private partnership. Hmm. You know, it's not Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola might be a believer, but I can guarantee you there's just as many non-believers in Coca-Cola's position that are doing it because they will not get banks to give them loans. They will not get insurance. They will not get the things that you have to have to be able to do business and expand. If you shut it down at the banks, if you get your state to stay, say ESG um, on any document or in any form, If ESG, a score like that, is used for loans, financing, credit cards, anything, you do not have a license in our state. Mm. Um, Despite all of this and despite the name of your special tonight, you are somewhat optimistic here. You're seeing a real reason for hope. I can't figure it out. (laughs) Um, Other than people are waking up. People are waking up. States are already moving against ESG. Mm. Stu. It wasn't, no one was talking about this no a few months ago. About it. mm-hmm. And it's all there. What's amazing is it's all out in the open right now. So if America pays attention and then actually does what they need to do, we can stop it. We can stop it. But time is of the essence. You have to know it now. Um, I, now, one thing I want to mention, and I, I don't like to typically uh, focus on the things that frustrate the guests. You know, like the worst <laughs> thing in your life right now, I wouldn't want to focus on. You know, that would be it would it would give you a negative experience on the uh, show. Uh, uh-huh. um, how does it feel having a book that everyone wants but oh, no one can up. buy? <laughs> oh, you know, and I wouldn't mind it if it was the Christmas sweater. Right, you know, one of our biggest selling books, yeah, yeah. Christmas sweater. It was an important message. But this one mm. right now, <laughs> the, the earliest you can get it, I saw in Barnes and Noble, at least at Barnes and Noble, the earliest you can get a hard copy is like March 18th. Yeah. That, <laughs> what that's now through that's into the third printing. That date is for the third printing. 
So we are so far behind. I don't even know if you can order it. You gotta get it on Kindle. It's so frustrating. I mean, I honestly was in, um, in a meeting yesterday with everybody and I'm like, give it away. I don't care if we have to do it in smoke signals. <laughs> right. Give it away. Yeah. And there was like, are you, do you know what that cost us in a year and a half of research? And yeah. so can't do that yet. Yes. I haven't convinced <laughs> anyone yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, we have to get you. We have to find ways to get it into people's hands. Right now, you can get it through a digital because uh, there's more than just Kindle. But that type of, of service, yes. you can get it that way. Yeah. Um, you have an audiobook. An audiobook that's hopefully coming? will come Monday. Will be okay. That's soon. Maybe. 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 Okay. So sometime in the next few weeks, we should yeah. have an audiobook, mm-hmm. and then the next printing of books. I mean. You just have to order it, order it wherever you can order it. And we're also, we are working with printers all around the country. I haven't had an update. I hope to get one, um, you know, today or tomorrow, but we will have, we have local people printing, but it's like 5,000 at a time. But just please get your hands on this book. It is so important. Very cool. Well, uh, glensnewbook.com is a place to go where you can get the links and they'll be popping stuff up there as, as it comes. Glenn Beck, the new special tonight is Inflation Nation, Why America is Hurdling Toward Economic Collapse. But it's a hopeful message, guys. And it comes up tonight. <laughs> there actually are things yeah. in this. Carol Roth is joining me. Okay. And we're talking about how do you get your money out of a bank and where do you put it? How do you find another bank? Because it's so important that you do local, 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 local. It's right after the show on Blaze TV. And of course, if you want to check it out, get a Blaze TV subscription, blazetv.com slash stew. The, inter- uh, the promo code is stew. That's how they know you like this stupid show. You'll save 10 bucks, all good things. Glenn, thanks for coming on the program. Whatever. <laughs> Normally, I have real passion for my advertisers, but this company, eh, I don't know. They're not that great. The guy who founded it. I care how much I spent on advertising, and I don't really care. I mean, we're in the middle of a commercial for your company, and you just walked in front of the camera. Um, Trying to to buy or sell a home in these times can be challenging. Um, Realestateagentsitrust.com is Glenn's company. Don't hold that against them, though. That's not their fault. They didn't mean to be founded by Glenn. But realestateagentsitrust.com is a place you can go to find the best real estate agent in your area. You know this market right now. You know when people are adding billions and billions and billions on the high end, it's going to raise asset prices. So we've seen the market go crazy. You have to make the right decisions in a market that's so unpredictable right now. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. You'll find the best real estate agent in your area, despite Glenn. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. So Jamie Oliver is a celebrity chef. Uh, you may know him from his, uh, some of his BBC shows. Um, he is hiring a team of cultural appropriation specialists to vet his recipes and make sure they are safe for publication in his cookbooks. Jamie uh, Oliver is the uh, host of The Naked Chef, uh, which, honestly, I'd be much more concerned with my chef being naked than being offensive. I want the food to be good. I will have, you want to have someone who's going to make sure poison isn't in my food? Sure. But cultural appropriation? This is insanity. It really is insanity. This is a real thing in the, in the foodie sort of world, where, where like if you have a, a, an amazing chef who cooks something that has a word that was used by someone in Madagascar 50 years ago, you were accused of cultural appropriation, and they have blown up careers of people over this. Now, of course, as a chef, 
you go to school and you learn all sorts of different types of cooking. You, Italian food, Mexican food, Spanish food, you know, I'd say UK, British food, but who, who eats it? Nobody eats it. Nobody eats British food. Um, but the bottom line is, like, there is a, a, a wide spectrum of things you're supposed to be able to prepare. Go to any restaurant. You'll see Italian dishes. You'll see Mexican dishes. You'll see American dishes. You'll see all sorts of different things. And yet uh, now this is happening. And what's important about this to know, and, and I think, you know, if you read The Great Reset from uh, Glenn Beck, you watch his specials, you'll see all sorts of uh, uh, influence here. But this isn't just um, a guy who is woke. Like we look at, we look at Jamie Oliver and we'll say, oh, God, this guy he must be some crazy liberal. He's trying to not be offensive to anyone. He has a quote in here and he says, your immediate reaction is to be defensive and say, for the love of God, really? And then you go, well, we don't want to offend anyone. See, that's not really what's going on here. Is this guy woke? He may be. That's not impossible. But so much of this is just a protection racket. This is the mob going to a store back in the day and saying, hey, you want to pay us some money so you don't get uh, harassed by the locals? Uh, We'll make sure you're protected. Don't worry about it. Well, what if I don't pay? Well, we'll have to see what happens then. The same thing happens here with Ibram Kendi and, um, uh, uh, you know, white fragility and, and the author there. The whole thing comes back to a protection scheme. It's not if, you, if he makes this uh, uh, this particular cookbook and it has something in it that's offensive, they will brutalize his business and they will say you're you're destroyed. We're coming after you uh, and they will take him down and social media and everything else and everyone will cover it like he's the worst person in the world and he'll lose his livelihood or in advance you pay the protection fee. You bring in this group of people, these consultants on uh, on uh, cultural appropriation and they will give you the free pass. Well, I already had a cultural appropriation uh, expert in here and they said it was okay. Then you make your stuff and, and it, the exact same crap. It's just a matter of you paid in advance. You paid the piper and that's what you have to do in today's society. It's part of, it's kind of filters down through the Great Reset and at the Great Reset is a much larger scale sort of issue through financial institutions. But this is totally real. This is like you bring in, everyone's like, oh, why would they bring in Ibram Kendi to speak you know, at uh, you know, some bank? Well, because Ibram Kendi gives them protection. Next time they have a scandal, they say, we had Ibram Kendi here and he said it was okay. And then they're protected. It's ridiculous and it's wrong. Um, of course, the same sort of nonsense goes through on social media all the time. There's a big uh, uh, thing where uh, Colin Kaepernick was was trending. Why? Because, well, Aaron Rodgers got beat up on social media. He's been kind of complaining about it because people don't like him all of a sudden. Now, they used to love him. When he left Christianity, they all freaking loved Aaron Rodgers. But now that he is uh, against the vaccine, or at least doesn't want to take it for himself, he, they now have been mocking him after his playoff loss. And so people have been tweeting. This is a representative tweet of what's going out there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, people hated me and wanted me to lose simply because of my personal beliefs. Colin Kaepernick. And then, of course, Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia looking very angry at the fact that this is being discussed. In other words, Colin Kaepernick has been there. He went through this already. And when people say that about Colin Kaepernick, you can just simply reach over and take a drink out of this wonderful mug. And then people will look at you and they'll say, what does that mug say? And then you could say, it says, always remember, before Colin Kaepernick took a knee, he lost his job to Blaine Gabbert. The reason why Colin Kaepernick does not have a job 
is not because he took a knee. It's because he can't play football very well. He sucked as a quarterback and lost his job to Blaine Gabbert, who then went on to outplay him significantly. So don't tell me anything about how Colin Kaepernick got screwed here. Colin Kaepernick screwed himself over and over again if his actual goal was to play football. He didn't even show up at the tryout they outlined for him and set up in a, in a singular case. Never before been done. The bottom line here, though, is that Colin Kaepernick sucks. And if you hire him at Nike, you can avoid the allegations of racism because you bought protection. But I got news for you. You're not buying a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. Do you like food? I bet you do. If you watch this show, you're probably a huge fan of food. Built Bar is here to save the day for you then because they have great flavors, delicious flavors, uh, sweet and just, just awesome flavors. They also have um, a bunch of different ones. They have nine, I think, basic flavors. Uh, and then they have uh, all these special flavors they release constantly. They had these like lemon marshmallow things. They, they were called puffs. I don't know if they still have them or not. But they are always changing them up. And then they have their staple of nine flavors you can get in the mixed box whenever you want. We're talking 140 to 180 calories, 18 grams of protein, low sugar, low carb. Uh, you wouldn't know they're protein bars by tasting them, though, because they actually taste delicious. Put them in your refrigerator, chill them a little bit. They're delicious. They taste like candy bars. Built.com. Use the promo code STU15 to save 15% off your first order. The promo code is STU15. Why wouldn't you want to save 15% off with that promo code STU15? Do it at Built.com. Thanks for hanging around and being one of the cool kids in the Cool Kids Club. We do appreciate it. You can rate and review the podcast. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. We do really appreciate when you do that. We have more reviews than like podcasts that are way bigger than ours. Uh, so we do appreciate that, and it does help us grow and catch them. So thank you for doing that. Also, you can check out the show on YouTube. You can subscribe there. Click the little bell as well when you do so. We do appreciate that, uh, and you can comment during the show as well. That helps us, by the way. The more you comment, for whatever reason, it helps us in the algorithms on YouTube. So comment, 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 comment. We appreciate it. Jimmy says, the focus on vaccines and fear made more sense a year ago. Now, I figure if, even if I get it, chances are I'll be fine. My neighbor has not left his house in two years. Oh, my God. So many people have such a fear of dying that they have stopped living. Very true. And, of course, it's never been the case that you had a great chance of dying. You want to avoid those bad circumstances, but still. Um, uh, another one comes in. I'm glad I live in a freedom-loving state and everything is open. But I am still an introvert, so as you say, sorry, can't make it, self-quarantined. <laughs> it's the greatest excuse of all time, and it's still very valid. We have the shirt still up on the website. You can get it at studosmerch.com. Sorry, can't make it, self-quarantined. The perfect party excuse when you don't want to show up. Here I am trying to finish my show, and... Uh, Glenn's over there yapping, getting ready for his big show that comes up in like 30 seconds. That's right. Uh, quiet I guess. On the set. Not what, you can't be quiet on the set while I'm doing the show. You that, should be quiet. On my, might go up. Um, <laughs> 
the ratings will not go up if I'm quiet. But the ratings may go up because Glenn's got a big special coming up in just seconds. It's about inflation. Make sure you do not miss it. If you want to subscribe to Blaze TV, please do so. Help support all these investigations and all the things that we're doing right now. BlazeTV.com slash stew. Promo code is stew. It'll save you 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Glenn comes up in just a second. <laughs> 